Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space. This is Dr. Mark Shapiro. Uh, Really excited to bring you episode 22 uh, before we start, though, I just want to have a couple of quick announcements. Uh, the first thing, Explore the Space is now on Stitcher. Uh, you can go to the Stitcher website. You can go to our website, www.explorethespaceshow.com, to find a Stitcher link. And Stitcher is free to use. All the downloads are free. It's really an outstanding platform for listening to podcasts. I've started using it. I really, really like it. Um, It's, like I say, free to download. It's really fast. It's very user-friendly. The whole archive of Explore the Space Show is there. Our whole archive is also available on iTunes. Uh, I think a lot of people are downloading us on iTunes, and that's a great place to find us. Uh, The whole archive, of course, is there as well. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. There's that purple button that says subscribe. Uh, Please do that. We've got 22 episodes so far. We've got a lot more great content coming. It's a great way to uh, make sure that you have all of that good content downloaded directly to your phone, directly to your computer or iPad, uh, wherever you're getting your content, um, because we've got a lot more good stuff coming. Also, please leave a comment. If you're on iTunes or on Stitcher, leave a comment. Let myself, let our audience know what you think of the show, things you'd like to see us do differently, things you're enjoying, content you'd like to hear, guests you'd like to uh, have come back on. It's a really valuable tool. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to help us keep building this community as well. Okay, so on to today's episode. My guest today is Chris Heron. And Chris Heron is one of the most influential people we have in the struggle that our society faces with substance abuse. Chris was an amazing college basketball player. He was a first-round NBA draft pick and did all of that while he was struggling with his own problems with substance abuse. He has this amazing story of his own struggle and his subsequent recovery, and it's told in one of the best sports documentaries I think has ever been made. It's called Unguarded, and it's part of the ESPN 30 for 30 series. came out a couple of years ago. I posted a link to it on my website, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can click on that link. You can watch it for free on Vimeo. Highly recommend it. It's an amazing story. And honestly, that show... And being able to speak to Chris today really resonated with me. You know, I've known about Chris for over 20 years. We're about the same age. And when I was working as a sports writer, uh, when I was an undergraduate at UCLA working for the Daily Bruin, I was covering the UCLA men's basketball team. And at the same time, Chris was at Fresno State and basically was just crushing everyone uh, that came to play. Uh, as at the time, he was one of the best point guards in the country. And I remember thinking as we got close to the NCAA tournament that year uh, and the brackets were going to get put together, thinking, oh, my God, I, I really hope that UCLA doesn't have to play Fresno State because Chris Heron is going to absolutely trash our backcourt. And as time went on, I was a medical student when Chris got drafted into the NBA. I followed his career through the box scores on ESPN. And I watched his decline as well. All of the stories around things that were happening to him, they would all end up on SportsCenter. They'd all end up online. And I would see those things when they would come up until he finally just fell off the radar. And he was off the radar completely until that 30 for 30 episode, Unguarded, came out a couple of years ago. And it, it just was an amazing thing to see the journey that he's been on. And Honestly, the interview that we had is an amazing interview, and I'm really proud to be able to share Chris's insights and share the work that he is doing. He talks about some very important and powerful things, and honestly, I'd ask all of you to please share this episode with your friends, with your family, and with colleagues. 
the more people that are exposed to Chris's honesty and to his commitment, as well as to learn about The Heron Project, which you can find at www.theheronproject.org, the better off we're all going to be. He has amazing ideas. He has incredible insight. He is out there every day helping people on this journey with stories of true honesty and a, and a deep commitment to wanting to help and to serve. And it's very special to be able to share uh, his story and to bring a little bit of it out. So again, please share this with anyone you think might be interested or anyone you think may need to hear what Chris has to say. So all of those things being said, here's Chris Heron. Thank you again so much for joining us. Yeah, no, no worries. Thank you. Let's jump right into this. Uh, you know, for myself as a physician, for my colleagues, for so many of my friends, the, the, the issue of substance abuse and people who struggle with it and those who are, are want to work with, with people who have those issues, it, it's often such an emotionally charged issue. And, you know, the, the journey that you've made so public and have been so honest about with your own recovery and now your public speaking and the Heron Project, you have this level, it feels like, of, of really unparalleled insight. And when you're out on the road and you're speaking with audiences and you're meeting with people who have interest or need, do you feel like that level of insight that you have is is one of the most kind of powerful tools available to you? You know, I, I mean, I definitely have a pulse on it. I mean, you know, we, at all levels, um, on the prevention piece, as well as the illness um, and loved ones who want uh want change and desire treatment for their, for themselves or their loved one. Um, you know, I decided to share my story four years ago because I found that, you know, there's strength in your struggle. I mean, we wouldn't be sober if we couldn't find strength in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, and that it's possible and not only possible that, um, the possibilities are endless once you, once you be, can become sober. So, um, you know, recovery has given me everything in my life. Uh, you know, I'm a dad because of it, a husband, a friend, and, and, and you know, without a doubt, an advocate. Uh, and, and now you have this amazing advocacy work that you're doing. And when you shared your story, you know, I remember watching the, the, the 30 for 30 which it, it broke me. Um, we're about the same age and I, I spent the last 30 minutes of it in tears. If I'm being totally honest with you and, and you, know, I, you, you always seem like you leverage honesty and transparency when you're talking in front of a group, when you committed to do that movie. And I want to be honest with you too, that, that had just a, a profound effect on me as a person, as someone about your age, as a doctor, for you to have that level of courage to say, I'm going to stand up in front of everybody and tell a story of vulnerability and fear and all of the things that went along with it. Where, where did that come from? That must've been incredibly difficult. You know, it, my honesty came from listening to others, honesty, uh-huh. you know, from others, you know, listening to them have the courage to share their story. Um, but I also realized that, you know, in order to break the stigma, we have to let go of the shame of it. Yeah. You know, and the guilt. Um, and it's okay to be, to be vocal. And, um, you know, my kids who, and my family, who I hurt the most, the only apology they ever really wanted was for me to be healthy. Um, you know, if I could, if I could 
recover, get sober, and live one day at a time. That's that's all they really that's all they really need from me. Um, you know, they they have let go of the past, and 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 so have I. Uh, but I think transparency, um, being transparent, inspires others to look within and 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 hopefully walk out of one of my talks and say, I want to, uh, I want to change. And, you know, as a public speaker, I like to believe I've evolved. You know, I, I first would go in and tell my story and, and that would be it. And now it's, it's a little more than that. You know, I want people to look at theirs and if I can, if I can get somebody to walk out and challenge themselves or, um, to ask themselves if, if they are the best they could possibly be right now, um, that's what it's all about. What is that toolbox? I, I think that's that's such an important piece. I'm on sort of the other side of the equation, right? As a physician, you know, people who yeah. are counselors. What are those levels levers to to help people? First of all, break through that sense of shame, but also to find those levers to to pull where they say, you know what, there is more here, and I want to do more, and I'm going to go after it. Where I, as someone who's reaching out, can be supportive of that in a genuine way. You know, I think when it comes to prevention, I think when it comes to addiction, you know, I think we focus on the on the worst day too often mm. and, and not the first day. Hmm. You know, I, I think we have to figure out how and why it began and rather than put so much focus on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I talk to kids, um, you know, I ask them, what is it about you on a Friday night? You've lost the ability to be yourself. Um, and it usually comes from a place of insecurity, self-esteem, family, peer pressure. Um, and, and if we can get people to ask themselves why, then we can, we've, we make a breakthrough and, and we can discuss that and work through that and hopefully get past it. When you're talking with someone and you're you're kind of probing in that direction, is it more effective for you if you can be one-on-one? Is it more effective if you can be in an auditorium where maybe they have a little bit more sort of anonymity and don't have to put themselves out in front of other people? What what do you think is uh, the best way to reach out? You know, I I, I think it it's all possible. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously one-on-one, you you're able to be a little more vulnerable um, and transparent. Um, you know, but I see courage from kids every day um, in front of hundreds and hundreds of other kids stand up and say, you know, that they've felt vulnerable at times in their life or they are currently vulnerable. Um, you know, as, as a community, um, as a society, I, I truly believe we've let our kids down when it comes to this. Um, mm. You know, we all, we want to focus on the epidemic and the pandemic and all these epidemic, you know, the, the, those are our buzzwords. That's that you're right. That's the language that we use. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But, but we need to figure out why it begins yeah. and where it begins yeah. and what can we do to educate our kids and, and make them feel comfortable with who they are um, and not run away from it. And, and I think that's where we can, we can make some headway. I, I think you're right. And, you know, I, you identify, you know, I feel like from that provider side of the equation that we're not necessarily equipped with all of the tools that we need, the training that we need, physicians, nurses, counselors, everybody on that side. 
I mean, if there would be one or two things that you would, that you would want or that you would expect for someone that's going to be reaching out to someone that might be vulnerable, what, what are the, what would those things be that we just absolutely have to have? You know, I'm, for, for me, I, you know, there, there is a lot of focus on doctors and over prescribing and, um, you know, I, and sometimes, you know, I get a little bit of pushback because I think that's, it's easy to blame, you know, and it, it's easy to, to shift the focus and patients have to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's a two way street. The only thing I can say from experiences is, is I think doctors rely too much on a pain chart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they, they rely on the patient's honesty too often rather than their 12 years of education. Um, and, you know, but at the end of the day, I really believe wholeheartedly that, um, you know, we, we need to begin, begin making change for these kids at a young age and educate them, arm them with the facts, educate them. And, uh, and give them the best chance at going forward without it. As, as you're working and as the Heron Project is growing and you're out on the road, are your efforts really being funneled more towards people, towards towards kids, towards younger groups? Or are you trying to basically catch anyone that wants to bend an ear? You know, I've spoken in front of a million, a million kids um, oh. in the last five years, you know, but I've also spoke in front of the New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, the Boston Red Sox, the Kansas City Royals. Um, I've spoke on Harvard's campus, um, you know, all over. Yeah. To all demographics, all ages. Um, you know, it's... My story will never really change because it is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and is there power in it? Absolutely. Um, but what I've learned that you know, when it comes to kids, my story is what they expect. You know, they expect some guy to come in and tell you how bad life got. And, and I've had to, I've had to change that. You know, I had to give them what they don't expect. And that is to challenge themselves to be better, um, to be a big brother, you know, to be honest with your mom who works hard for you and, uh, and get to know the real you and don't, run away from your insecurities. If you feel ugly or your acne is overwhelming or people are bullying you, um, don't cut yourself because you're, you have anxiety. Talk to somebody. Um, all these things that are very relevant in teenagers lives aren't discussed. Um, you know, and I, and I often say, you know, it's sad because we push kids are pushed every day academically to be better. They're pushed every day athletically to show up and be better and give 110%. We don't push them socially. Yeah. And I think that's something that we can all do better, not kids as well as adults to say, let's, let's talk about where you are and what you need as opposed to let's just, let's just sort out one specific complaint. Like let's get to the core of where that maybe that complaint or concern or anxiety is coming from. And it's hard to do. It is hard to do. Well, it's hard to do because we don't do it. Right. And it's hard, and, and it's hard to, to address because we're not comfortable talking about it. Yeah. Because we never have. 
Do you think so that the repetition we, that it took to become a, an outstanding basketball player to exercise muscles you weren't used to exercising until they were excellent, is that something – is that – I don't want to stretch it too far, but is that a skill that you're now able to sort of leverage things that you're not comfortable with, but you just do it enough times where it becomes comfortable and you can get good at it and you can become excellent at it? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, there is that level of, you know, commitment that I put into basketball when I was a young kid, and and that applies to recovery. And I think that that's something that we can probably all tap into. We all have things that we work hard at, and from my side of it, that's something that, that, that I can probably start to work on too. It makes me a little uncomfortable. That's okay. Get out there, and I'm left-handed, so get out there and dribble with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> Work on the left, no that, doubt. That's right, that's right. Well, listen, I want to be very respectful of your time. I know you've got a full day ahead of you. As we wrap up, you told a story once, and I just loved it, about playing basketball with some younger, talented players, and they wanted to test themselves a little bit against Chris Heron. And you talked about taking them way out beyond the three-point line, as you said it, where they can't swim and where they were going to be uncomfortable. And I loved that story when you told it. And I realized, I yeah. think, why, you, why I loved it. The work that you're doing now, you're taking us out where we can't swim. You, in the last 12 minutes, you just took me out where I can't swim yet and where I'm not comfortable. But you're teaching yeah, us how to swim. You're teaching us how to swim, and that's wonderful. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I love that story so much. <laughs> I took him to the deep end, I told you. That's right. You took him out right? to the deep water yeah. at the deep end. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much, and thank you for the work that you're doing. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.